Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Ashed. My name is Craig Schneider. That gentleman 1,100 miles south, southeast of me is Mr. Kip Fisher. And tonight we come to you for the 74th time of episode, excuse me, of the show Half Ashed. Mr. Fisher, how are you, sir? I'm great. That uh, that intro sounded as as painful as how much trouble we've had getting this thing started tonight. Good gracious! I'm uh, I've gone from computer to telephone to dead telephone to now recharged telephone. Uh, not to mention the fact that our starting time was pushed back an hour and a half and. Good gracious, man. We sound like amateurs tonight. Well, that's par for the course. Well, I think it would have been appropriate if you would have said, well, you sound like an amateur. Uh, you do sound like you're in the barrel. I don't know how amateurish. Well, yeah, that sounds amateurish. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, well, it's, uh, it's a nice smoky barrel with a lot of tobacco leaves around, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it's an Añejo barrel. In Elm, we have got uh, pretty good new Cigar of the Week tonight that we're smoking in uh, an unfortunately uh, demi lance size show again, I believe, for a number of reasons. That's okay. You know what? Next week, I think we'll be back on a normal schedule after four weeks of craziness, and uh, everything will be just beautiful again. And hopefully... Computer problems will be behind us, and uh, everything will be back to regular in personal life when it comes to uh, time obligations. So it should be a very, very, very uh, good way to kind of kick back and get back in the swing of things. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, we're good to go. So uh, how about we jump on what we're smoking tonight? Kind of a kind of a new thing, at least for me. And I don't know, those of you watching the video can kind of see the band here. It is the Tatuahe Tattoo, uh, the the most recent uh, issue of this. This is not the, the uh, more limited run that came out several years ago. This is uh, this year's release. This It's a whole new line. It came out somewhere around May, I believe, early May, in a single 5 by 50 Vitola, which we're smoking tonight. Uh, my understanding is going to have uh, three more sizes that will be available after the IPCPR here uh, next week. Coming up on, um, it's produced for Tatuahe, of course, by um, my father. Although it's not produced at the My Father factory, it's it's rolled in the original uh, Don Pepin Garcia's original factory, Tacuba. Um, uh, See, so comes in boxes of 50, which is something to remember if you go buy these. But it is priced more reasonably than most Tatuahe offerings at about five bucks a stick. Um, if uh, if you're buying singles, it's a little little less expensive even if you're buying the entire box. Uh, Ecuador Habano wrapper. I do not know the binder. I don't believe that's been disclosed, but it could have been somewhere. Cigar Coop may know. He's in the chat room tonight. And uh, Nicaraguan filler. And I think that's about all we know about it. Well, it's it's um, this is my second that I've smoked the one the one that I'm having now. Um, the first as well as the start to this one certainly do seem peen like. You know, they're not necessarily in line with some of the more 
well known for bean cigars. It's not necessarily a, a, a blue label or a, a my father or even some of the other Tatuaje things, but there's something about it that has that kind of new school Estelian flavor. It's not um, uh, it's not foreign to me. It's familiar and comfortable, but just kind of a different different swing on flavors. I I, I um. I think it's akin more to some of Pete's lesser, um, in popularity at least, lesser brands, lesser known brands. Is uh, um, La Riqueza. Oh La Riqueza, thank you, and Ambos Mundos. Um, it's probably more in line with those, which I think are terrific. I, Ambos Mundos is probably my favorite line from him all around. I, I love them. Really? Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, I really, really like them. Um, and this, while it's not necessarily tasting like an Ambos Mundos or the La Riqueza, it's like that in in that it's a departure from some of the other uh, cigars that are available from Pete and Pete. Yeah. I like uh, it. I uh, think that uh, it's got a position in the market. I do, too. And I, I think at that price, he really ought to do well with it, personally. Yeah, I uh, I think we've kind of postulated before that some of Pete's lesser stuff, uh, again, lesser known stuff. Um, oh, you know what? I can't make the statement that Ambos Mundos is uh, probably my favorite line from Pete because I totally forgot about the Cabaguans. <laughs> I, I thought I remembered you saying that Cabaguan Maduro was one of your favorites. Oh, yeah. I, I, I That was silly of me. Um uh, boy, I forgot my train of thought where I was going to go with that, but I thought it was worth correcting. Um, oh, I know what it was. Um, with some of his lesser stuff, he doesn't plaster Tatuaje or the My Father uh, factory or Pepin name all over it. Um, and I, as unfortunate as it is, I think that that probably does impact sales a little bit. People know Pete Johnson because he's a personality, and they know Tatuaje because it's synonymous with Pete. Um, and so this one still being called Tattoo, uh, I think it may have some more, I don't know, presence at shops. I think people may recognize it still slightly. Excuse me. Yeah, and, and you know, this is entirely speculative, but I think that may be some of the the uh, holdup with the popularity of those other lines we're talking about, like the La Riqueza. Um, it, 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 while it ha- I think it even has the PHJ initials on it, but it's not just splashed with Tatuaje all over the packaging. Right. And so, you know, maybe some of the folks that are drawn to that name don't don't recognize it or don't, don't realize that when it's sitting on the shelf. Absolutely. So... Well, this is um, it's an enjoyable cigar. I, I got uh, a lot more earthiness out of this than I expected from some of Pete's other cigars uh, or that I got from Pete's other cigars. And an interesting sweetness, although I would say that the cigar was much more savory, um, much more savory to me than kind of some of the core citrusy flavors and Nicaraguan-esque flavors that I've gotten in the past. So, um, But nonetheless, enjoyable. Yeah, exactly, and I will tell you that 
having another cigar in the near past from this one has a strong influence on it. And I'll bring that up on occasion with a cigar here and there, but this one is noticeably different to me after having smoked uh, you know, an undercrown within the past couple hours. And when I compare what I'm oh, getting really? from, from this one right now that I just lit versus what I've had with one's fresh you know, on, a, on a brand new day with a fresh clean palate. That's comes, really interesting. Comes across much sweeter right now than than what I'm used to with this cigar. No, I'm not. I'm not the world's biggest Undercrown fan, so kind of refresh my memory what that profile's like. Oh, it's it's very 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 smoky, literally, and and smoky flavor to me, but not in the sense of like the KFC with it with the fire cured tobacco, but more of a charred woodsy kind of core to it. And and it seems to really um, bring out or or showcase the sweetness that is in this cigar and, and makes that kind of shine. Hmm. That's interesting to me. I, I'd like to focus on that a little bit more. Actually, it might be uh, might be worth torturing myself with an Undercrown to have this one afterwards. Oh, the Undercrown's a great cigar. No, I know. I'm just joking with you. I'm kind of the oddball. Uh, uh, the majority of folks I've talked to about that cigar tend to prefer uh, the Corona, the Viva, which is normally would be the case for me, but the Robusto in that line is by far my favorite. I, I, I love the Robusto. Matter of fact, it's the only one I ever go out and purposefully buy and keep in the humidor myself. You know what's what am I, my... Uh what I think is one of the most respectable things uh, about you when it comes to your cigar smoking, um, I don't know, mentality or regimen, is the fact that you you really know you have a, a breadth of profiles in your knowledge base. You know what I mean? Like you you don't just know the undercrown profile. You know the undercrown profile in the different patolas to be able to really pinpoint, no, to me, this this um, blend works best in this patola. I think that's a really, really um, uh, high-quality way of being able to analyze a blend, and I really think that you do that better than most. Well, it, it's, it's good personally. It's good to help yourself out. It, it, you know, it, it, I, I tend to prefer Coronas and Robustos, so I always try those first in a line, but I will normally try, you know, one or two of the other sizes that are available just to see, and, you know, it, it may not have any value for me to communicate to someone else, but it at least helps me know, you know, even though I like Robustos, maybe this one just works in a Churchill for me or, or, or whatever, you know. I, I, um, I can't say that there's very many brands that I would reach for a Batola other than the fact that I prefer that shape or size of cigar. Um, there's not very many brands that I have the knowledge base to differentiate, not just what the blend tastes like, but what the blend tastes like in different Batolas. That's, uh, I think that's, that's, really, that's really unique that you can do that with non-Cuban cigars. Well, I, I like to do it, um, like I said, just for selfish reasons, just to know yeah. because 
even though I typically prefer a certain size, if there's one that's maybe not my normal size, but it performs well for me personally, that's that's where I'm going to look when I'm buying. Absolutely. I can understand that completely. Well, we uh, also lined up for tonight. We got maybe a couple of news items we'll get to. I uh, don't know if we'll get to any emails. We did have a couple to cover, but we can save those. Um, but we also have a giveaway to do tonight. Uh, yeah. At, at your leisure, I'll let you decide when to do that, because uh, not knowing how long we're going to be able to hold this connection. Well, I uh, I also may need you to take point on that, since I don't have the name of the winner with me. I've passed that along to you already, so I uh, I strongly hope that you can kind of guide us. And well, yep. why the heck don't we just do it now? Uh, well, give me just a minute to to find it. I know it's not necessarily the best uh, uh, radio advice to do your giveaways in the beginning and then uh, give everybody an excuse to bail out, but... <laughs> oh, no worries. Um, why don't you set up uh, what the giveaway was and what our uh, goal was here and what we were doing while I'm busy looking for... Uh, That's a great idea. ...list. So... Uh, Longtime listener to the show, Dan Crouch, sent in an email a few weeks back, uh, kind of challenging Kip and I uh, to uh, kind of a budget cigar um, sampler, to try to find a budget cigar sampler. So he sent in some requirements that we had uh, to find five cigars that would be available to anyone. or that would be available at any location in the country um, for $25 or less, and we could only spend $5 on shipping as well. So total out the door, you needed five cigars to deliver to to someone in the continental U.S. for under $30. And um, so this was kind of fun for for me especially because I – I'm not usually a singles buyer. I'll buy a box and, you know, put that in my cabinet. So to kind of search specifically for um, a small amount of single cigars was was unique. It was a challenge. I don't necessarily have a lot of those resources. So um, we opened that up to our listeners as well, kind of challenged them to send in their thoughts and their ideas. And um, we got a lot of responses in the last couple weeks. Um, and uh, I believe that last week, on last week's show, yeah, on last week's show, I challenged everyone to definitely send in your thoughts because I would uh, reward who we deemed the winner. Um, I would reward them with one of their sampler packs. I would graciously purchase that and send it their way so they could have... uh, Five spectacular cigars sent their way, courtesy of us here at Half Ash. And uh, what I did was take that just a step further. And I, being a person who's not especially familiar with the bargain uh, cigar hunting, although I did come up with a list, which I will publish in the uh, winner's announcement of what my list was. Uh, Got pooed upon by other folks, but hey, it's my list. Um, I said I would give a five-pack of what I've been smoking lately, which are listed on the Cigar Me, where I made the uh, original post 
I'm looking at it here now. Let's see. My five-pack of things that were on the top shelf of my humidor that I regularly reach for were the... Um, I'm just kidding. It's a tramp stamp from Latelier, the other surrogates line, a Casa Fernandez Miami Petit Robusto, an AKA Hybrid Robusto, a Drew Estate Undercrown Robusto that we were just talking about, and a Room 101 Daruma Mutante, which is uh, the, uh, mm. Lancero, the Lancero in that line. That's a great cigar. Oh, I like all those cigars, uh, and those are things for my regular rotation at the moment. Um, and additionally, what I'm throwing in there is a Zycar lighter that was originally put up for uh, a, a giveaway we were going to do uh, through forum use, and the forum kind of fell by the wayside. It's still there, still available. Everybody's welcome to use it, but I moved focus into this revamping of the cigar me I've been doing the past couple of months now and uh, just kind of let that fall away so we moved that prize over and dropped it into this one as well so there are actually three parts to this prize there's five cigars that the winner selected the five that i threw in and the the zycar lighter which uh i'm looking here it's a zycar impress and this is a, an older lighter but it's, i mean it's brand new in the packaging but it's i don't even know if that lighter is still in production but hey, if it's not have at it, tear it up, send it back, they'll give you something something new for it. So, I think that's a, as full a description of the prizes as I could come up with. And uh, if we're ready to reveal the winner, I don't know that he's in the chat room tonight, but uh, because I, I don't know this person personally. I've seen the name around some forums and whatnot, but the uh, he left a comment on the Cigar Army, and it's Jay Reiniger. Uh, I don't know Jay, but uh, his package was a, uh, this is all from Cigar.com, and actually on his list, he, he listed one of the cigars coming from Famous Smoke, and I'm not sure why he had that one separate, but because you can include it with the order with the other four from the same site for 15 cents less. And, um, but a Cusano 18 Petit at 4.99 at Cigar.com, where all the rest will come from. An EP Carrillo number 4. A Fuente Curly Head, a La Gloria Cubana Gloria, and a Fuente Hemingway Short Story. And I had no hand in picking this, so the fact that there's two Fuentes in there has nothing to do with me. This Craig picked this winner. <laughs> well, I uh, like I said, we got a lot of a lot of entries on this, and they were they really varied. It was everything from people saying. I would buy five of this cigar, um, and uh, this retailer sells ten packs, so I could do the sampler twice for sixty bucks. You know, um, we got entries like that. We got people who said, "Okay, on CBID, I can buy this, 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 and this." Well, on Cigar Bid, it, it that's something that isn't always available or isn't regularly available. Maybe I should say. Um, yeah, and, and, and I did put that in the uh, somewhere. I think it was in the posting that it needed to be something available at showtime because part of the prize would be purchased by you. So if you couldn't buy what was offered up, then the prize was not awardable. Right, right. And not only that, but I, for me personally, one of the reasons that I was interested in this was 
uh, it, it challenged me to make a list of cigars that I would like. So, you know, I'm say I'm going on a trip. I, I go fly fishing with my dad uh, on a somewhat regular basis. And um, so if I want to go on that trip and I want uh, a cigar a day for the time I'm going to be out there, it would be darn easy for me to just have this five-pack sampler, 30 bucks, boom. I know I got it, or I, I have it, I can get it, and uh, it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. It was just kind of nice to have this in my back pocket uh, once I had done some of the research on what my list was. So, um, But getting back to the winner here, uh, you know, we had – we had a lot of different themed five packs. How the the guys made those up. Um, so, like I said, it was uh, ideas from CBID. It was just buy ten cigars and have them shipped from this retailer. It was buy a sampler pack that Y retailer or X retailer all, all, always offers. Um, but I selected Jay because I thought he put together the best list of individually sourced cigars, not so much something that someone else had put together, um, but something that he put together. And I, I liked that. He, he went through and he picked cigars that clearly um, were something that he enjoyed, uh, but also were cigars that have absolutely no relation to each other, and it's something of his creation. So he, he kind of did what I have done or what I uh, would do with this challenge. So for that, he uh, he was the winner that I uh, thought was most worthy. Well, so cool. congratulations, Jay. Well, Jay, if you happen to be listening, I don't believe you're in the chat room. I imagine maybe you'll be listening to a download. Um, send me an email. I, if I haven't heard from you in a couple of days, I will send you one. I believe I can get that from your comment on the, uh, the website. And to see, I was looking to see what my list was. I was going to share that with the folks. Uh, well, can could... you hold on one quick second? Certainly. Jay, why don't why don't you send me an email with mm. uh, your particulars of how I can get you the cigars? That's that's the best way to handle it. To, yeah. Uh, but remove a step. I will need the address as well, though, to send the other one. So both of us will share whoever you send it to. That's the good point. Well, my list uh, actually came from my local brick-and-mortar shop, but they have a website. These prices are available to anybody at any time. Uh, you don't need a special discount code or anything. And I picked the uh, one Fuente cigar, the Chateau Sungrown. Um, yeah, Chateau Sungrown from Fuente. Uh, Tatuaje Havana 6 um Angeles, Angeles, uh, which is a Petit Corona, uh, the Oliva, Connecticut Reserve, and a Nix Stick Sungrown, which is kind of a, uh, it is a, maybe a boxed cigar, but an inexpensive line made by uh, Perdomo, uh, Nick Perdomo, and a CAO Concert Amp, which is 55 by 46. Um, and I think that line was underrated, and it, and that is one that goes back to what we were just talking about. Uh, the Vitola is important in that line. I had much better luck with some sizes than others. Uh, that amp I enjoyed quite a bit, actually. And then as a bonus, I threw in a Perla Del Mar, which is a J.C. Newman stick. It is not a Fuente-made stick. Uh, it's made out of their Nicaraguan factory. Uh, the 
M from Perla de Mar. It's four and three quarters by 52. And you can get all of those for under the $30 limit with free shipping from Tampa Humidor, uh, which is not a sponsored <laughs> endorsement. That's just where I shop. That's where I went to the website. Bravo. And uh, I don't have my list in front of me because of uh, the aforementioned computer problems, but let me see if I can call mine here. And it's funny, you and I both have uh, two, well, we, you and I have one cigar absolutely identical, and that is the, the Fuente Chateau Sun Grove. Um, that, is a, that is a great little stick. It's essentially a Rothschild. Um, always, always spectacularly constructed and great flavors. Um, I also have Really, really enjoyable, eye-opening cigar that a listener pointed out to us. The um, Punch After Dinner EMS. Um, let's see, what was the other one? Oh, an Oliva Siri G. They offer a small figurato. Um, and, oh gosh, I have two more. What the heck were they? Uh, I'll think of what my other two were. But, um, this was this was awful fun, and I think I've got a note on my phone that I can get into at some point here. So I'll get that, and um, maybe we can talk about that on next week's show. I'll have what my final list was. But that was sourced through a number of different locations. Um, Cigar.com, Famous, as well as uh, Tampa Humidor. So. Yeah, the... Um... The little Chateau, Chateau Fuente, actually, I like those in any wrapper, but the uh, the Sun Grown, man, I tell you, that is that is a contender for about as good a $5 cigar as you can find anywhere. Um, very different cigar, but I put it in the same class in terms of value as the Casa Fernandez, Arsenio, uh, the tattoo we're smoking tonight. Uh, I, I think there are there are great cigars to be had for, for 5 bucks when, you know, a lot of folks would would discount that idea altogether. Oh, gosh. I forgot about uh, a very well-known one on my list, the Padron um, Laundress. Mm-hmm. Which I believe somebody uh, suggested just buy five Padron Laundress. You're not going to get a better uh, five better cigars for the money. Yep. It's true. Somebody did, and there was another... Uh, suggestion. I don't recall what they were offhand. Where somebody actually found ten cigars for under the price. It, it was a JR sampler pack. It was like a this versus that, five versus five, and you get ten cigars. And yeah. uh, five of them I knew as good cigars. I remember. Anyway, they, they'll be posted. They'll be uh, showing in the cigar me post. Well. Um, not sure how much more we want to do, what we want to talk about. I, I didn't have maybe at least two little topics we might kick around momentarily before we uh, wrap up because uh, we are getting a little bit of background noise out now. Um, but uh, first off here, after we talked last week about uh, Romacraft going to handle distribution for Mombacho slash Tierra Vulcan cigars, um, we learned I'm getting a rock on really a lot of background noise right now. Is your fan going or something there, Craig? Uh, not a thing has changed. Boy, I apologize. No problem. There, it went away. 
Uh, anyway, um, after we talked about Romacraft story last week, uh, Skip Martin actually uh, announced, I guess, talked about, disclosed uh, this week that they are going to have a uh, a line of coffee to go with their intemperance cigars, and it's going to be manufactured by Colin Ganley's uh, Twin Engine Coffee. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I know yeah, you. That's really enjoyable. I, I know you know uh, Colin and have drank that coffee, and, and I guess you vouch for it as being good coffee. So it's, it's something that sounds pretty cool to me. I I I pair coffee with cigars quite a bit myself. Well, I I've known Colin for a long time. I'd say that he and I are um, not just cigar business acquaintances, but he and I are friends. Um, I know him. Uh, I know his family, I know his business, and I know his coffee. And while I've not had the the intemperance blend coffee that uh, Skip's going to offer up here, um, I do know the the small batch sourced coffee that uh, is coming from Twin Engines is anything but ordinary or boring. It's truly some enjoyable stuff. So put those two together, the quality of coffee and uh Skip's penchant for uh, putting out products that really line up with my flavor profiles that I enjoy, and I'm I'm excited about that very much. So, yeah, I'm anxious myself. Hopefully, I can get my hands on a little bit of that before we take off and move out of the country. <laughs> I don't know how big the batch is. I don't recall right offhand how how much was going to be available, but uh, we'll see what happens. And one other story, I did not publish this. I, I caught the story. I know Cigar Coop did. So if you head over to cigar-coop.com, you can get the whole scoop. Um, Cubanicon, which is a, a company that was uh, was partnered up with Tarazona, Tarazona uh, but they, they parted ways earlier this year, they are going to produce a cigar for uh, Hirochi uh, Robaina. Uh, Alejandro's grandson, and it, yeah. I, I don't know just a whole lot about it. It sounds cool. I, I hope and expect it to be a really good cigar, and I and I, I really wondered how much of a hand Hiroshi himself has in had in developing this cigar, or if it's just you know a name stuck on there. I, I know he is part of the blending process. I don't know how much uh, hands-on he participated in that kind of thing, but I thought it was kind of a neat idea to bring a long-standing Cuban tradition, uh, a wealth of knowledge into blending a cigar somewhere outside the country. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that. I heard about that story last weekend, um, and uh, actually a friend of mine who is friends uh, with Hirochi uh, had talked about that in a little bit of a, a negative light that he he almost had thought that, and I'm putting words in this person's mouth because I don't have a direct quote, he had almost thought that it was uh, a bit of a, a, a stain on the Robana legacy, that it was almost a, a cash grab which my initial inclination after reading kind of the press release and that this was going to be the first time Hirochi had worked with Nicaraguan tobacco, because this is going to be a Nicaraguan cigar, I believe. Yes. Um, um, I was excited. I thought that it, it was not so much a, 
an attempt to play off the Robana name fame, but rather I thought it was something that was um, interesting to see such a famed Cuban blender currently, um, because Hirochi does run and operate still a, um, a farm in Pinar Rio, Cuba. Um, you can go there, buy cigars, buy farm-rolled cigars with tobacco grown solely on his land or their land in, uh, in Cuba. It was interesting to me to see someone who is now has their hands in both markets. I don't, I can't think of another example where that was, where that's been done before. It's always been either or really. Yeah. I uh, same here. I, I don't, I don't know of any other partnership in that way either. Well, it's interesting, nonetheless. Uh, it's going to have an Ecuador Habano 2000 seed uh, wrapper, hybrid wrapper. I'm, I'm looking right on Cigar Coop's site right now. Uh, Nicaraguan Jalapan uh, binder, Esteli and Jalapa filler. But it's a pretty neat story. I, I, I think it's cool anyway, um, however it shakes out. It, it, it was interesting, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I had to say about that is 100% speculation. I want to throw this disclaimer out there. I'm not asserting anything. I'm just asking the question, and I have asked it of the uh, House of Emilio folks, but I don't have an answer yet. Uh, they, a part of the House of Emilio that, that very little is known about is the Herederos de Robaina, which has similar black and gold packaging and initials to this to this cigar we're talking about. So I, I don't know if there's a tie there or not, but it was enough that made me ask the question anyway. Hmm. That's very interesting. I, I'd be curious about that as well. So, I, you know, like I said, speculation, just wondering, because that's where the mind goes. Well, another odd thing or kind of perplexing thing about this um, was that uh, it's kind of secondhand knowledge in the industry, people who are aware of the brand Elogio or Elogio, um, that the blender for those cigars, um, Carlos Pareda, is actually a relative of theirs, of the Robana family. Um, uh, um, Alejandro Robana was also his grandfather. So it's interesting to me that that this kind of uh, partnership to make a Nicaraguan cigar isn't necessarily following family lines fully, or another family line, I guess. So I thought that was a little unique. I'm curious why he would branch out and why he chose to branch out this way. Yeah, uh, it'll be fun to uh, see what happens. I guess it's going to launch at IPCPR. There are more details, and the Vitola is available on all Cigar Coop site. Uh, I, uh, I'll let you run over there and check out if you want that whole story. Uh, it's kind of neat. At least I thought, anyway. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Well, you want to do one more story before we sign out of here and talk one more story and then talk about this cigar some more? Yeah, and uh, do you want to talk at all about cigars we had this week, or do you want to just yeah. postpone that to next week's show? I, I got nowhere to be. I'm happy to talk as long as you think your phone's going to hold up. Uh, no problem. I, uh, I'm i afraid of the old man on the other side of the microphone falling asleep in the middle of recording, so yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, biggest yeah. concern. Hey, just because it's middle of the night at my house doesn't... Well, yeah, I'm, I am old. So. 
Well, I had one more story that actually we have several more, but one more we'll talk about uh, that made me just do the happy dance this week. And that is a cigar that I talk about with some regularity and adoration, and it's the Costa Fernandez Arsenio. And uh, that line is going to be extended uh, beginning here next week at, at IPCPR. There will be the Arsenio Siri Oro, the gold series. Uh, of course, still from uh, Casa Fernandez using Aganorsa tobacco. And uh, they, they put out a couple of pictures this week, not just a, a whole ton of information. Uh, the Arsenio, of course, is previously, or up until this point, available in Corojo and Maduro wrapper. Um, but the, the gold series is going to come in boxes of 20, box press cigars. And uh, they did not say specifically a length, but they said a 52, 54, and a 60 ring. Uh, the other... Arsenio's is kind of a little slightly oversized Robusto kind of size. And there are some other Vitolas that float around at special events and whatnot. Um, only described as 100% Nicaraguan Puro, which would be expected. That's pretty common for Casa Fernandez. But, yeah. you know, when I see his Arsenio Ramos name put onto something coming from these guys, it it's it's a a slam dunk for me. I you know I have high hopes for it. I hope I'm not setting it up for uh, for disappointment as I have a couple other cigars recently. Um, but man, that that got my blood pumping. I I love the original line and and hope this one lives up to it. Hmm. I'm uh I'm not nearly as as much of a devout um, Casa Fernandez followers you are, but I, I appreciate the types of products that they bring to market, um, and I think they really represent a difference between you and I. They're a little more, to me, of, uh, of that kind of, I know that this is going to sound counterintuitive or contrary to what people would classify me as, but they, they are typically a little more like a Cuban cigar for a Cuban. Um, a lot of people have heard the term peso cigar. Um, generically, it's the the um, cigars that are smoked on the island by Cubans, primarily stronger um, core of tobacco flavors, much more of like the hard type flavors, as I would describe in comparison between hard and soft flavors. Um, and... Uh, and so it's not so much like the Cuban cigars of export, which perhaps are a little more complex and milder and uh, have more depth of flavor. So it it it's different from what um, what I would say is my typical cigar that I prefer, and I think that it's just something that you and I perhaps are uh, our palates represent how our palates are different, but. I appreciate them and the, the, the different Casa Fernandez cigars that you've given to us on the show here have really kind of expanded that where I didn't really know there's very many brands in the market today that kind of exhibit that sort of um, Cuban peso cigar mentality. You know, And I don't mean that in a derogatory manner because typically peso cigars are very, very inexpensive. But it's just much more the style or the feel of the the experience. And that's kind of always been something that's been unique to me. 
I think you will be supremely surprised when we smoke the uh, Anniversario from last year from them. It's a very different cigar. Much Good. much more uh, along the lines of what you're saying is not, not the norm from them. A little more polished, a little more um, palatable maybe for the general populace who doesn't care for that you know, in-your-face kind of cigar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think you'll be surprised. Well, good. I'll I'll, uh, I'll really look forward to that then. Yeah. If they can if they can kind of mix a little bit more. I don't want to say complexity because their cigars are complex, but a little more gentleness. Yeah, suave maybe. <laughs> you know that that would be good. It's late and we're just making crap up now. Uh, no doubt. It's late. We're making crap up. We gave away the prize in the first 15 minutes, so there's no listeners left anyways. <laughs> hey, there's, hey, there's more than a dozen guys there that hang in tight with us. Troopers. Good, good. Well, how about we talk a little bit about what we've been smoking this week? Or what we're Why don't you right, go first? What we're smoking right now, either one. Got not, any updates on what you're on this tattoo? Well, I uh, I think the easiest way for me to describe this tattoo is it's kind of a workman's cigar. I've talked, I mean, even earlier, I talked about the Cabo Guan Maduro um, a little bit. That cigar to me is just one that no matter when you have it, how you're smoking it, whether you're paying attention to it or it's accompanying another event, um, it's always that kind of perfect companion. And this cigar just... It has a very similar mentality to me, and when we get into the what else we've been smoking this week uh, discussion, um, I'll talk a little bit about uh, one specific cigar and how the flavors came across, Um, and that, while very different from this cigar, this tattoo, um, I realized something this week, that flavor presentation or how flavors come across is almost more important to me than what the flavors are. And this tattoo really presents itself well. And it's it's a cigar that has, in the two examples that I've smoked so far, um, it, it just is confident in what it is, and it does it really well. So I, I enjoy this stick. I'll, uh, I'll definitely be making this one that I would consider to add to my under $5 uh, sample pack, no doubt. Absolutely, I, I'm 100% on board with you, and um, I have my budget, cigar budget, is pretty much eliminated or all but eliminated right now. But I planned on making one more good solid purchase before we leave the country, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be on that list, um, definitely. It's a good cigar, man. Yeah. What What would you say strength is? Mm. I'm going to have to call it medium just because I know within the past two hours before lighting this one, I had a, an undercrown, and I'm not feeling any kind of impact from it. I don't have cold sweats or anything like that. I had a peanut butter and jelly and some cherries at about 7.30, and I guess now it's about 11 o'clock. So not exactly the world's largest dinner. Um, and I have... 
just some mild effects that I'm halfway through the cigar, I'd say. So I would probably agree with you that this is mild in nicotine. Um, flavor to me, it's it's approaching full flavored, um, and body is not incredibly overwhelming. Um, I smoked the first example in the car in a closed up, well, relatively closed up car. Um, and when I got out of the car and after I had kind of just been feeling the after effects of that, that, that body, how it just sits on you, I realized that this, that it wasn't as prolific or heavy as, um, as what I had expected. It's, I'd say this, this might even be a light to medium body cigar when it comes to density and, and how, uh, how much the smoke actually sticks to you, how, how much you smell like it afterwards, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And and I do have to say now, I'm probably a third of the way into this cigar, and the flavors are a bit more muted, a bit more subdued than when it first started. It, it started kind of with a bang in terms of how bold the flavors are, not necessarily the, the strength and the nicotine, but it maybe is a little... A little harder to find now, not, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just, just a little, a little less forthcoming with the flavors. Very enjoyable cigar. Well, well now we, how about? Uh, shall we talk about what else we've been smoking this week? Absolutely. You still want me to start? Yeah, why don't you? I've only got one that I'll really mention. So. Okay. Well, I have two on there. <clears throat> and one is actually multiple cigars. I, I've And this has been going on a couple of weeks now. For those of you that follow my Instagram feed, you, prob excuse me, you probably already know this. But I've been having a, a bit of an Opus revival. Uh, and I've said many, many times, even though I'm a huge Fuente fan, I'm not the biggest Opus fan. I just don't reach for them that much, uh, although I have a, a considerable stash of them that have piled up over the years from CFCs and whatnot. But I just started digging a few of those out uh, that are, you know, been laying around for a few years and just begging to be smoked. And, man, I have enjoyed the Daylights out of them so much more so than I would normally think to be the case. They're just... Something about an opus with, you know, three to five years on it, they just get this oatmeal kind of, oatmeal cake kind of sweetness to them. That I just, I love it, and I always forget about that. I just get out of the the zone of, of reaching for them, and then I go back to them and, and just fall in love again. Do you think we'll ever know really what's in an opus? Tobacco. Smart guy. I think that's all they're going to tell us. I mean, it's it's yeah. Dominic, it's a Dominican puro. <laughs> I don't know that they're going to tell you any more than that. It's Puente. Man, I'd love to know. It, it's just, it's not a cigar that I long for ever, really. But it, it's just so unique. It's a, it was a, an industry changing cigar twenty years ago when it came out. Yeah, and and there are definitely shapes and sizes that I strongly prefer in the Opus line. I I, I don't care for that little triple X mini Bellicoso, the the one they call the Power Ranger. Um, it just whips me. I, I mean, it's, it's very citrusy to me, and I enjoy that. But it, it's just stronger than I can normally 
handle, especially if I'm having a multiple cigar day. Um, I, I don't go for that, but you get in some of those bigger ones, maybe even the bigger rings than I normally enjoy, like the the bigger, uh, the double Robusto, even the Magnum O, uh, the, some of those fatter ones, I, I enjoy those. And they, they just get out of my mind, and I'll let them go and don't think about them for ages. And then I'll pick one up and, and just fall in love with it, and I'll have three or four in a row, and then they fade away again. I go on to something else, but I'll always come back. Not too shabby. Well, you like what you like, and we've always talked about palate evolution. Absolutely. Yep. Short and long term. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Well, what about yours? What was your uh, what you've been smoking this week? Well, I, uh, I corresponded with you a little bit. Uh, I don't know, Saturday, Sunday last week, um, and uh, being the Fourth of July weekend, I think most of us can find a little bit of time to kick back, relax, and enjoy a cigar, and I managed to do that. Um, with a little bit of a celebratory stick. I'm coming close to a, a, a big professional um, conclusion. I've got a house that's closing on Tuesday that I've been working on for just about a year, a little bit more than a year, and it's it's just dominated my time. And so in the waning moments of this project, I decided to sit back and uh, light up a good stick, and that just happened to be a Drone 85th. Um, and, oh, excuse me. 45th. Oh, crap. Yeah, the <laughs> Drone 45th. Boy, oh, boy. I uh, uh, forgot what I was talking about there for a second because I don't have the notes in front of me. Um, so this is a cigar that, that has also got a little bit more of a backstory to it. Um, besides just being a, a 45th. I had the privilege to uh, go to Nicaragua for, uh, I don't know, uh, one of the times that I've been there in 2010, uh, early 2010, January or so, and I went actually with uh, Colin Ganley. We talked earlier about him a little bit. He has a uh, uh, an organization that he also runs, a business that he runs called Cigar Tourism, uh, where he'll take people into cigar country and um, you get private tours of different factories and fields and uh, you stay at different uh, in different cigar centric cities and so I was in Esteli in 2010 um, and had the privilege to tour the Padron factory and spend a day with uh, Jose Orlando and it was it was just one of those events that as a cigar smoker as a, as a cigar history lover, um, I'll never really forget. We, we spent time at their factory and witnessed them rolling and um, sorting and blending and, and manufacturing their boxes and some special humidors that never went out to public for public consumption and uh, were in their escaparate, in their aging room, and uh, where they have all their bales, the uh, uh, it was just a, a truly unique experience. And the day concluded with uh, Jose Orlando going into the, the office at the factory and coming out with a box of cigars. And it was just what at the time I thought was just a normal box. But uh, this 
box happened to be a box of the Padron 45ths. It was around the time that I first uh, started seeing those on the market. So I just thought it was a, a nice, expensive gift that he had given us. But I never lit it up, saved it. Um, I've had a few other 45ths and 46s and, uh, and the like. And I have never had a Padron that tasted like this one. It was so clear. It was unfiltered. It was exactly, it was the most pure smoking experience I've had in years. So I talked earlier with this tattoo that it's not so much the flavors for me that I love. It's how the flavors present themselves. They're, they're direct. They're exactly what they intend to be. It's not as if they're muddled to me or light. They're just there and you're going to enjoy them or you're not going to enjoy them. And this Padron kind of had, kind of made me realize something that a truly special experience, cigar experience, isn't just about flavor or construction or who you're with or the experience, what you're doing. It has so much to do with me about whether that cigar is able to give you everything that it has. Are the flavors good? Great. Is the construction good? Great. But does the flavor come through in spades? Is it just dripping with flavor? Do you take the smallest puff possible because you want the experience to last that much longer, the cigar to be that, to take that long to smoke? Uh, not just because it's so good you don't want it to end, but because you don't need but the slightest little minuscule of smoke in order to get all the flavor in the world that you could ever want. And that's what this cigar was like. It was just clear, not watered down, not filtered. It was every bit of what a cigar experience should be. And it has gone on the list with some of the best cigars, best experiences I've ever had. Easily wow. top ten. If not wow. top five. That's cool. I can it dig it. It was killer. It was a really, really, really great experience. Cool. Well, I had uh, one other one on there and did not have that kind of experience with them, uh, although they weren't bad cigars. I, I had a, a couple of new ones this week from the same company, um, Crimson Lord Cigars, which I was not familiar with. Uh, I understand it's a, a newish, newer kind of company. Uh, selling their own things online as well as putting them into stores and one of my local shops, uh, which I had a disappointing story about. It's not the shop I mentioned earlier, by the way. Um, took a trip down there and, and found that their humidor of probably a thousand to fifteen hundred uh, facings. I mean, open boxes, a big, big store, small store, big humidor. Um, just found a lot of mold throughout their humidor, and just it, it had clearly been let run rampant with the humidity. And but I got a couple of cigars while I was there that appeared to be uh, none the worse for wear, and they were from Crimson Lord. And I had their uh, they had a a little small Figurado, uh, uh, not a Perfecto, uh, kind of like a little mini Bellicoso called the perfect pin and one called afterburn and, and I, I definitely had a preference for the afterburn um, and I'm in the midst of writing up the review from that from my notes uh, 
and neither one of them were life changing, but they were they were good efforts. They uh, I think who they were they were oh the uh, oh the Cuban crafters guy, Kiki Burger and uh, Argentes as name. Uh, oh, that, yeah. They're making them for for these guys, as I understand it. But uh, yeah, they were good, solid cigars and affordably priced. So I I can't complain. Had you know, they were they were solid, but not of the caliber of what you were just describing, for sure. A good cigar is a good cigar, and uh, you know if it's an enjoyable stick and a monpop operation and trying to make it, it's uh, it's nice to be able to talk about that in a positive light. I'll be yeah. interested in reading your review. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up. But before we do, let's uh, throw out any final thoughts on the uh, tattoo. I, I'm often somebody who really appreciates a cigar that changes throughout its length or that has a lot of complexity. Um, and the tattoo is just not really one of those sticks to me. It sounds like you're having a little bit of a different experience than what I am, um, that yours kind of mellowed out, let's say, after you had gotten into it a little bit. But mine is not. Mine's still very straight uh, in your face without being at all abrasive or aggressive. Um, enjoyable. There's just a, that subtle sweetness to it, a lot of earthiness, a lot of earthiness. Um a little bit of like a, I don't know, a, a rich or a fatty, excuse me, nuttiness that's in there as well. Um, and just darn good, straightforward, enjoyable cigar with a, a lot of great flavors to it. Yeah, I'm right there on board with you. I don't think this is going to uh, change anybody's life for the better in a measurable way where they say this is the turning point of my life, but... It's a good solid smoke, and and it's it's hard to beat for under five bucks. I think for sure. Um, I am getting a, a, a much heavier dose of that earthiness you've talked about now. Uh, quite a bit more earthy. Doesn't have the sweetness that it started out with. Uh, never really get the the spiciness that maybe we normally would associate with uh, my father produced cigars or blended cigars, uh, but. But it's a good stick. I like it, and uh, you know, as I mentioned, I'll be dropping some money on a on on stock it up on these before our move. You know, now that I think about this, I'm getting just to, to kind of bookend that review. I'm thinking that some of the the really strong earthy flavors that I'm getting remind me of uh, espresso when it's not a very tart or acidic espresso um, bean. Sometimes you'll get a little bit of a, a bitterness or kind of an aggressive sharpness with espresso. This earthiness to me also has some of that real dark, dark, deep espresso flavor to it. Um, and it wasn't obvious, so I, I don't necessarily think that it's a, an overwhelming part of that, that flavor, but I think it's definitely there. There's definitely that that espresso, not normal coffee, but espresso uh, darkness to it. It's it's a good stick. I yeah, the, more... uh, the the finish in particular for me comes across as something akin to uh, uh, like a really high cacao percentage dark chocolate, 
just where there's almost just a smidge of that bitterness kind of creeping through. I like it, man, an awful lot. This is an absolute winner. Yep. <laughs> That's my review. Yep. Well, how about we put this one in the bag? We've got close to an hour in uh, with the uh, conditions, I think, is is probably going to stretch the limit of what we're able to accomplish tonight. So we're ready to wrap it up. Well, no problemo. I, uh, I think it is perfect time. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, all the folks in the chat room. We appreciate it very much. And there are several new faces in there tonight. I hope to see you guys back when, uh, when we're on a regular schedule with regular equipment and uh, not in danger of losing the connection at any given moment. Um, our normal time, 9.30 Eastern on Friday nights. Uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, next week, we will be smoking an unbanded cigar from Jacob Pinkus, number uh, 016 uh, that uh, he sent in. So we don't know what that is. We'll find out near the end of the show next week. Uh, you can find us every week at 9.30 Eastern, as I said, on Friday night at halfash.com, um, where we uh, typically broadcast our chat. Hang on just a second. Going to mute you there for a second, Craig, and getting a lot of that noise again. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can get us at Craig at thecigarmy.com or Kip at thecigarmy.com. And if you have an unbanded suggestion that you would like to send in, you can email that to info at thecigarmy.com, uh, where it will go to my wife, and neither of us will see it. She'll take care of sourcing the cigars and removing the bands for us. But if you are the kind and generous type who would like to send in Unbanded's for us to try and uh, tell you what we think about them unknowingly or not knowing what it is, uh, you can email us uh, to the Kip or Craig addresses, and we'll hook you up with an address to send them to. And uh, in the meantime, again, check out halfash.com, thecigarmy.com. Try to keep those pretty up-to-date with the... Uh, News that is important or coming through. A lot of news is kind of just flying through right now, coming into IPCPR season next week. And uh, you can find us on Facebook uh, individually or at the Half Ash page or the Cigarmy page. Uh, you find us. We're both on Twitter. Uh, I use Instagram. Not sure that Craig does, but uh, we're pretty much out there and available wherever you want to find us. With uh, shouldn't be too much trouble. And uh, I'm going to turn it back over to Craig and, and let him uh, finish this out. Oh, hang on just a second. I got you muted. How do I? Uh, I can you unmute yourself there, Craig? How about that? I think I'm unmuted. Perfect. No. Yeah, perfect. Well, tonight's episode's... Uh really unfortunately one that I wanted to focus on a little bit more than uh, than we have, but I think that's just uh, what we're going to have to deal with because of the technological issues here, but without question, uh, I've had uh, a heck of a lot of fun on the topic du jour, which happened to be that uh, budget sampler that we were prompted by Daniel Crouch, Dan Crouch, longtime listener of the show, and uh, and a friend. So tonight's episode goes out to Dan for the inspiration on something that uh, I have been pouring over for about two and a half weeks. So Dan, thank you very much. This one goes out to you. So 
Well, and to all the rest of our listeners, we uh, want to absolutely say thank you and hope that you enjoyed it. You enjoyed this episode along with all the other ones, and we promise that coming to you next week we'll be in a little bit better position. So stick around, uh, enjoy yourself. We've got plenty more to come. So good night, everybody, and thanks for listening. <laughs>